Welcome to the Transform Your Wedding Podcast, a how-to guide for taking your wedding to a whole new level. Here's your host, Marie Kubin from Rent My Wedding. Hey everyone, today we're talking all about South Asian wedding decor. I'll be chatting with Shashil, the owner of Utopian Events, based in Atlanta, Georgia. Hey Shashil, well thank you so much for joining me. Thank you for having us. It's exciting to be here. Yeah, well, I can't wait to hear all of your insights about South Asian wedding decor. Okay, great. What would you like to know? (laughs) Well, why don't you start by giving us kind of an overview? What are all the key elements of South Asian wedding decor? Well, a couple of things. First of all, I'm Shashil Patel with the company called Utopian Events. We've been around for about 18 years now. And um, we specialize in South Asian weddings, but we also do other type of weddings as well. Uh, Indian weddings, as you know, are are quite long in terms of duration of days. There's, you know, the weekend basically begins with the Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Uh, And amongst those three days, there's gonna be many several or several different events that are happening during the duration of those events. Um, and uh, they're colorful, they're magical, the food is there, everyone's dressed in different garments. Uh, and then of course the decor, which is where we come in, each event will denote a different type of decor. So your Thursday, Friday evening events will be a little bit more colorful for the Mendi or the Sangeet, normally the Mendi's on a Thursday night uh, where the bride has um, her, her hands uh, painted with henna and her other uh, guests will also be, uh, lady friends will also have that done as well. That's normally at a uh, home, a family home or in a hotel ballroom, but it's a predominantly like a smaller group of people that come to that event, uh, followed by uh, dinner, light snacks, things like that nature. Sometimes there's a bar. And then of course, Friday morning is their uh, home occasions where they get the aldi, which is that yellow paste that is either applied to their hands and entire body. Uh, That also will have a different set of decor, something more traditional, and uh, it can get a little messy because of that paste. So we have to be careful with uh, some of the seating and things like that. Again, that's followed by a lunch, uh, a very traditional lunch. And then we go into Friday evening, which is either the Garba or the Sangeet. And that has extremely colorful decor. It's probably one of my favorite events to design because uh, we get to work with the myriad of different uh, fabrics and textiles, and uh, it's it's a very nice event that we we can kind of design. Um, again, there's a bar, there's dancing, there's uh, there's different types of decor. There's food stalls, there's colorful linens, there are um, uh, 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 pillows, and and all these different kind of fun elements. And then of course we have Saturday morning, which is the wedding ceremony. 
And of course that has very traditional decor or it could have a contemporary flair to it, uh, followed by the, the full-blown reception, which is the wedding banquet. And that normally has very contemporary or more neutral tones to it. You won't see a bunch of color at that last event. So I kind of walked you through like a Thursday, Friday, Saturday morning, Saturday night event. And then of course, depending on the family and the overall investment, they obviously will have other events starting as early as Tuesday or Wednesday, but on a majority, they do have these events start on Thursday or Friday night. Mm -hmm. Okay, awesome. That is such a great overview to give everyone kind of that quick look at the South Asian kind of wedding timeline. And let's talk a little bit more about the ceremony itself. What are some of the key decor elements when it comes to the ceremony? I know the focal point is always the mandap, am I right? Yes, okay. the mandap is where is the altar, also known as a glorified hapa. A lot of the Jewish clients use the hapa as their, their ceremony location. And um, the mandap is normally, normally consists of four pillars in a, uh, in a square, round, either trapezoidal shape. Recently, we've been doing a lot of trapezoidal shapes where the front two pillars are wider than the rear two pillars. So that way everyone can kind of see the ceremony while this is happening. And uh, that front bridge is almost 14 feet wide. Most mandaps are 12 by 12 in a square. But um, a lot of brides, uh, a lot of our past brides have been really selecting that trapezoidal shape because it, it certainly helps uh, for no obstruction. Um, that's the main thing. And then of course we have tall pipe and drape immediately behind the manda. Um, all the elements for the wedding ceremony are included in, within the manda. Uh, the bridegroom get two large chairs uh, bridesmaids, groomsmen, and the mother and father, or whoever's conducting the wedding ceremony, the uh, from a from the mater from the bridal maternal side of you, uh, gets uh, smaller chairs. There's a fire pit. There's some small stools. Uh, there's two garlands, which are called jaymalas, and that's when the bride and groom exchange the lays, which are like the Hawaii lays, so to speak. And um, if we step off the actual mandap stage, there's an aisleway, which normally consists of pedestals. Uh, recently, or, or more modernly, I should say, brides now have raised platforms or also known as a catwalk where they kind of walk down the aisle. Um, it's elevated, an elevated stage for lack of a better word. And we normally, uh, adorn the stage, uh, that elevated aisle with uh, lots of cylinder glass and rose petals. Um, that's normally inside the ballroom where the wedding takes place. And then outside in the pre-function area is a Ganesh table, which is a, a, a Hindu god. And he is the remover of all obstacles. He's extremely revered in the Hindu religion. And then there's also a uh, a gate, which is where the bride's family receives the groom's family. So a lot of elements that are part of the Indian wedding ceremony, 
that are part of, uh, you know, exactly a part of the actual wedding ceremony. Sometimes a bride would like to be carried in in a palaquin, which is a kind of a, like a, um, uh, how, do we, how do we call this a, uh, not, I don't want to say a container, but a, uh, it's a, it's a platform for lack of a better word, where the bride sits in and her brothers or uh, maternal uncles will actually hoist up and kind of have her walk in. It's kind of a neat object. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. And so when it comes to the reception, I know you were saying that's a little bit more modern and not as traditional. What are some of the key elements for the reception decor? So key elements in a reception decor are very common with uh, your uh, more uh, non-traditional events or, or Caucasian or, or African-American events or Black weddings. And there's a stage, correct, which is where the bride and groom will normally sit on and, and hear their speeches. And then there's also a, a dance floor. There's estate tables, which are those long VIP tables where uh, immediate family and friends or the bridal party will sit on uh, regular round tables. Recently, we've been using a lot of farmhouse tables, square tables, uh, rectangular tables like we discussed with the estate tables and, of course, round tables and centerpieces, right? Like lots of tall centerpieces for floral, lots of candles, uh, charger plates, napkins, Specialty linens are a must at these events. And I mentioned um, the bride and groom sit on a stage, but there's also like a backdrop or some sort of a focal point behind them uh, where as the cinematographer and the photographer, which of course are a very important vendor in this, uh, in, on this particular day when they're panning the room, the bride and groom have something pretty behind them. So all their pictures and video will turn out nicely. Yeah, definitely. That's always one of my favorite shots from an Indian wedding reception is where the bride and groom are on this amazing looking little couch or love seat and there's a beautiful backdrop behind them. I think that's one of the just most beautiful shots of the whole reception. Oh, yeah. Thank you. Yep. They're very typical in Indian weddings. Now, when it comes to kind of crossover weddings, you know, I've I think a lot of things that we see is that traditions or decor decorations in one culture often get carried over to another. So have you seen, you know, anything that maybe started off as an Indian wedding tradition and now it's showing up in, you know, all different cultures for weddings? Um, no, that's a good question. Uh, you know, we uh, strategically kept the name of the company Utopian Events because we did not want to do an Indian or ethnic name. We wanted to help all kinds of people. So we do help a lot of traditional weddings, um, uh, black weddings, and, and we love them all. They're, they're all very nice clients. Recently, um, we have also been selected to do a lot of gay weddings and uh, that's also something that, that we're excited uh, to be a part of. As far as the cross-cultural elements, um, I see a lot of, uh, and this may be more of a concept, but there is uh, in a reception, a, a dance floor. Well, sometimes dance floors can be placed rectangularly or at an oblique or uh, a square, but 
Um, in a lot of Indian weddings, we place them at an oblique or as a diamond shape, and then we flank the estate tables on either side. So that concept has been assimilated with a lot of our uh, non-Indian events, which is kind of a neat thing. The backdrop, which is uh, normally something that a non-Indian client will select, but we tell them, the clients, and say, hey, you know, this is where your first dance may be, or this is where you know, you could be seated during your speeches. And during that time, when somebody pans or takes pictures, at least you have a beautiful focal in the room that is obviously evident in, in your pictures and your photos. Um, as far as like colorful linens and, you know, the typical Sangeet colors like, you know, magenta and lime green, we don't see some of that in our traditional uh, weddings and we don't propose that as well. But um, backdrops, estate table concepts um, are, are pretty common and, and we, we're, we're very good at uh, accommodating those uh, requests with our, with our traditional clients. Yeah, that definitely makes sense. And, you know, we see too with our clients, um, one thing that I, I'm curious if it, how it originated, but I always tend to think it came really from maybe the Jewish weddings or the Indian weddings, but we're seeing canopies um, being used kind of across the board now for wedding ceremonies, which I think is such a beautiful concept. So instead of just your, you know, basic altar mm -hmm. now, all couples of all cultures are kind of choosing to have this four-posted type of covering. And that's one of my favorite decor elements for ceremonies. I think it just gives such a beautiful look and makes for that focal point to really frame the vows. It does. You're correct. It does. Yeah. So any other decor tips that you'd like to share with our watchers and listeners? I think decor is very personal. You know, brides and grooms these days, they they have a lifestyle and they, you know, their homes are designed this way. And I think if they, if they extrapolate that into their wedding decor and their, and their personalities, I think that's the best way for them to start designing their concepts and their, and their wedding uh, storyboards. You, if you're a, a modern person and, and that doesn't mean that you would get like a traditional, a, for lack of a better word, very colorful pillar as your Munda pillar, but you can opt to do something acrylic or mirrored, something to that effect that will kind of represent your style. The other thing that is, is really critical to assess is what the bride and groom want to uh, sp spend their, their focus on uh, when they come to decor you know, decor is very subjective. So their overall investment will really depend on, on what they want to spend, of course, and then it will also affect how the overall room will look like. Number of guests obviously taken into account with that. A lot of our clients these days are having COVID friendly events. So the, um, the smaller the event will help in their reception cost but not necessarily with their, their wedding altar cost. And I say that because you're still having a wedding decor, like your wedding ceremony decor. If you're having it for 500 guests, or you're having it for 50 guests, 
you're still selecting those same elements. Mm -hmm. So the price necessarily will not go down on, on those things because your, your concept is still the same. Mm -hmm. But for the reception, 500 guests versus 50 guests, I mean, that's 45 less tables that somebody's investing in. So um, investment is, is really important and they just need to stick to that investment, but know that the lesser the investment will also determine how that room may look. Definitely. Yeah, I think those are some great tips. And tell us a little bit more about yourself and your company. So I, um, I started the company um, 17 or 18 years ago. I can't remember because it's, it's, it's been a while now, but uh, I was pretty successful in the customer service uh, realms of all my jobs. And I, I just felt the void in, in quality Indian wedding decor in Atlanta. We have some great vendors here. Um, and obviously there's, there's different tiers for different people. And um, customer service is something that I'm really, really keen on. And we just, our goal is obviously to make everyone really happy. Uh, Utopian Events uh, started with a, a wedding reception. I still remember the client and the client's name and where it was. And um, since then we provide hundreds of uh, decor for families. Uh, my favorite is when we get to help uh, siblings of past clients that we have done or cousins. And you know, you just become family to 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 that particular uh, nuclear family and you know you you feel really welcome and it's just a really good feeling to help someone um, where you've helped their previous family members and friends definitely and probably the ultimate compliment as well when you're having people come back for everyone in their family who wants to use you as well so it's, it's a nice feeling yes yeah. and tell us how everyone can get in touch with you oh yeah uh, social media, um, we have an Instagram page, uh, utopian underscore events, um, or they can call 678-570-4443. Uh, uh, that's our cell number. Or they can email us um, at shushil, S-H-U-S-H-I-L, at utopian event, U-T-O-P-I-A-N event, no S, event.com. Awesome. Well, Shashil, thank you so much for joining me. It was great chatting with you. Likewise. Thank you for having us. Well, I hope you enjoyed learning all about South Asian wedding decor. And don't forget, you can catch all of our podcast episodes over at transformyourwedding.com. Thank you so much for joining me and I will see you next time. This podcast is brought to you by Rent My Wedding, your one-stop shop for event rentals. Order online and rentals are delivered right to your door. Shipping is free both ways nationwide. Rent lighting, backdrops, photo booths, and more. With the most five-star reviews in the industry, Rent My Wedding makes rentals easy and affordable. Book your rentals today at www.rentmywedding.com.